we are talking about praise. And praise means to proclaim the merit, worth, or value of, in our instance, God. And we don't like to think about bragging or, or things like that. But what we brag on is basically what we're doing or extol the greatness or excellency of God or boast in the Lord and what he has done. I don't know, for some reason or another, I had this series of books on the Hittites and the Egyptians and the Babylonians and the Persians, and I'm on the fourth book and the last, and I'm glad. But it's interesting that in all those books, they talked about their gods, although they didn't consider them false gods, those people in those days. And they would, they would talk about what their gods have done for them. And they would build fabulous shrines to them or, or temples to them because of what they considered what God had done for them. But we serve the true God. We worship the God that created everything. And he does deserve to be praised. He deserves it because he is the highest good. He himself created everything. But there's sometimes there's a problem. Singing songs, I don't know, everybody does it probably. I don't know. My mind will wander and then I have to bring it back. And so I hope we all do bring it back when that happens. Because there's a danger in Matthew chapter 15 verse 8. It says, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. We have a tendency to, to be, go through the motions maybe, say the right things, but we're, our hearts are not in it. And that's a sad situation, but that's, that's the way it is. Um, that's one reason I wanted to talk about this today, that maybe we can focus, or I can focus a little better on praising God when we're singing songs. And when you look up in the Bible about singing or praising, it almost always goes to the Old Testament and the musical instruments and all that kind of stuff. But in... In Colossians 3, verse 16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So we're singing with grace. We're teaching uh, one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Making melody in your heart to the Lord. To the Lord. And speaking to one another, by the way. And giving thanks for all things. In 1 Corinthians Chapter 14 and verse 15, he says, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. So we are 
singing these songs and my thoughts are right along with these words. All of our thoughts are right along with these words. And that's what they're to do, what we're to do. Follow along and the mind is singing praises to God from what's written in the Psalms. In the songs. In Luke chapter 11, verses 2 through 4, it says, So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. You're holy. There is, he will not abide any evil anywhere near him. It, there will be none in heaven. None at all. And we would die. When, when I, I think of Isaiah, when he's in the, in the spirit in, with God in heaven and he falls down, he's a, I'm a man, I'm sinful. He's terribly afraid, but he's cleansed at that moment. But hallowed be your name. Your will be done, and it will. And so we're to, he's to ask him to give us day by day our daily bread. Not a month supply, but just give us what we need today. But here's the big thing. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us of the things that would separate us eternally from him. Rid those of us so that we can be holy as he is. Do not lead us into temptation. We have the promise that if we, when we're faced with temptation, not if, but when we are, we have a way of escape. God provides that. Don't lead us into the temptation, but deliver us from that evil one. And that's where the temptation comes from Satan. So there's much to be thankful to him for. In Mark chapter 5 and verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Praising God is not just about singing either, is it? That the way I live, the way I speak, should glorify God. It should bring honor to him, praise to him because of my life, where my light is to shine. We're to be the salt of the earth. We flavor the earth in favor toward God. That's what, <clears throat> excuse me, that's what we're supposed to be, supposed to do. So, praise is not just singing. We're to live it every day. But there is also praise is not, and we find some more in, Mar in Matthew chapter 6, the first seven verses, I'm going to put them up here, three of them anyway. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deed may be in secret 
And your father who sees in secret will reward reward himself who sees in secret will reward reward you openly. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you are, but with you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So what we do is not to get reward from men. Our lives are to bring honor to God. But the hypocrites that would stand uh, in the synagogues and do charitable deeds and, and to, be, to be praised by them. He says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. When you do those charitable deeds, you do them in secret. And when you pray, don't be standing in this, you know, you don't do it to be, to be seen by men. So we're not to be seen by men. So whatever we do, so that they'll praise us, but praise God, because God deserves the praise. Just look how he changed my life, or our lives. Look what he's done. Those sins, for those that belong to him, are forgiven. And so we praise God for that. Praise is due God for his majesty. Psalms 96, the whole chapter, but particularly verse 6, mentions his majesty. His glory, his excellence, his greatness, his holiness, his wisdom, his power, and his goodness. And I want us to look then at Psalms chapter 105. So open your Bibles, please. Psalm 105. We're going to read that in all of its 45 verses. We sang a song that part of it was Psalm 104. So we're just actually going to take up where that left off. Psalm 105. <clears throat> oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done his wonders and, and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his holy one, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The words which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel as an everla everlasting covenant saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. When they were few in number, indeed very few and strangers in it. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with feathers. 
he was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. And the, Lord, and the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The rulers of the people let him go free. He made him lord over his house and ruler of all his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his elders wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt. And Jacob dwelt in the land of Ham. He increased his people greatly and he made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people and to deal craftily with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark. And they did not rebel against his word. He turned their waters into blood and killed their fish. Their land abounded with frogs, even in the chambers of their kings. He spoke, and there came swarms of flies and lice in all their territory. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He struck their vines also and their fig trees and splintered the trees of their territory. He spoke, and locusts came, young locusts without number, and ate up all the vegetation in the land and devoured the fruit of their ground. He also destroyed all the firstborn of their land, the firstborn, the first of all their strength. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribe. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them had fallen upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night. The people asked, and he brought quail and satisfied, with, satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It ran in the dry places like a river. For he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. He brought out his people with joy, his chosen ones with gladness. He gave them the lands of the Gentiles, and they inherited the labor of the nations, that they might observe his statutes and keep his laws. Praise the Lord. There's another word for that praise the Lord, which would be hallelujah. It's a footnote in this this translation so he says in the first verse oh give thanks to the Lord so that's what this psalm is about why and it, the answer is because of his deeds among the peoples he remembers his covenant forever the covenant that he made with him he remembers and he remembered his holy promise it also states there but let's look at some more things in there. There was a famine, and Joseph goes to Egypt. And then Israel is in Egypt. And they're hated while they're there. And Moses and Aaron then do signs and mighty wonders, I think it's described as. There was darkness. There was water to blood. There was frogs, flies, lice, hail, flaming fire, locusts. The firstborn in Egypt died. Every household of the Egyptians, something or somebody died. The firstborn. Every house. Yet they left Egypt with gold and silver. The Egyptians were glad to see them go. They were given a cloud by day and a fire to give light at night. Quail and bread from heaven. Water from rock like a river. He gave them gen the Gentile land that they might observe his statutes. And keep his laws. Praise the Lord. He gave it to them so that they could serve him 
as he wanted to be served. And he can carry out his plan. That's the psalm. But I want us to look at Psalms 106. Psalms 106. Let's read it too, actually. It's uh, about the same length. 48 verses. So let's read. Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare all his praise? Blessed are those who keep justice, and he who does righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have toward your people. O visit me with your salvation, that I may see the benefit of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not understand your wonders. They did not remember the multitude of your mercies, but rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his power known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it dried up. So we let them through the depths as through the wilderness. He saved them by the hand of him who hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of, their, of the enemy. The waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then they believed his word. They sang his praise. They soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. He gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. When they envied Moses in the camp and Aaron, the saint of the Lord, the Lord opened the up, up the earth and swallowed Dathan and covered the faction of Abiram. A fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molded image. Thus they changed their glory into the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, awesome things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he destroy them. Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his word. They complained in their tents and did not heed the voice of the Lord. Therefore he raised up his hand in an oath against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their descendants among the nations, and to scatter them in the lands. They joined together also to Baal of Peor, and ate sacrifices made to the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their deeds, and the plague broke out among them. Then Phinehas stood up and intervened, and the plague was stopped. And that was accounted to him for righteousness to all generations forevermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses on account of them, because they rebelled against his spirit, so that he spoke rashly with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples concerning whom the Lord had commanded them, but they mingled with the Gentiles, and they learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons 
and shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they were defiled by their own works and played the harlot by their own deeds. Therefore the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, so that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the Gentiles, and those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection unto their hand. Many times he delivered them, but they rebelled in their counsel and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry, and for their sake he remembered his covenant and relented according to the multitude of his mercies. He also made them to be pitied by all those who carried them away captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say amen. Praise the Lord. Psalm 106 is a little different than 105, isn't it? God's people forgot. God's people rebelled. God's people tested God. They made a golden calf in Horeb. They despised the pleasant land. They did not destroy the people. They mingled with the Gentiles. They served their idols, sacrificed their sons and their daughters to idols. I still have a hard time with that. And so God's wrath was kindled against his people. And he carried them away captive. Save us, O Lord our God. Blessed be the God, the Lord God of Israel. Praise the Lord. This is different than Psalm 105. It's very different, actually. Let's look at the two, if we will. Psalm 105 focuses on God's side of the relationship. God said, I'll make a covenant with you. He initiated this covenant, and he was faithful to it. He did not change. And even gave blessing after blessing after blessing on this wandering people, wandering people who were stubborn and rebellious. Psalms 106 focuses on the human side of this relationship with God. They agreed to the covenant relationship that was initiated by God. They agreed to do it. But they were unfaithful to it in spite of all these blessings. But God remembered his covenant and was merciful according to the multitude of his blessings. You think about it. They said, oh yeah, we'll do this, and then they forget. Just thought it'd be interesting to read those. I was reading those two psalms two or three weeks ago on a Wednesday night, and I hesitated a couple times. I was thinking, this should be read and talked about a little bit anyway. So that's another reason I did this one, and it was on the board. So, reasons for praising God today. Because of his son. And his son died and was resurrected. He's given us a new law. He's given us the Lord's Supper that we can remember his son and his death and his resurrection every Lord's Day. I hope we remember it every day. But in a corporate way, we can 
do it together. Serve, uh, uh, take that Lord's Supper together and remember him together. He gave us the promise that if we'll obey and persevere, we'll live forever. We have the local church here to edify each other, to strengthen each other. Here we are. We have his written word so that we can know his mind, as much of it as he wants us to know. Everything we need to know to get to heaven, we have. He gives us life, health, home, food, clothing, water to drink, air to breathe. Just not breath, but air to breathe. Seasons, as always, a nation in which we can serve the Lord in the Lord's way. That we can worship him that way. So much to be thankful for. And so we thank and praise him for all this. In Acts chapter 16, in verse 25, here's Paul and Silas. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. They were singing hymns and praying, hymns to God, praising him, and they're in prison. So we don't all have to be together to do that. Not all together. A couple of thoughts. A couple of thoughts. Well, first of all, I forgot to put it on here. Let's read Psalm 100. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. We can enter into his gates with thanksgiving. With the sheep of his pasture. This is his territory. We're his sheep. He's good. And his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures. It lasts forever. Now a couple thoughts. In giving praise to God, we are putting ourselves in alignment with God's purpose. We are saying that God is right and true and we agree with him. Just like the people in, it, in, in uh, of the Hebrews in the desert, they agreed, we'll, we'll go abide by this covenant. They didn't do it. But when we praise him, we sing these songs, we're saying he is good and he's right and he's true. And I'll be his servant. The problem is if we don't belong to him, we can't really praise him from the heart. We can't really thank him properly for what he's done for us, can we? Can we, can we praise him for saving us if we're not his? No. It just can't be done. So to fully appreciate God and what he's done for us, we need to belong to him. In Acts chapter 2, in verse 38, 
when the, the Jews were convicted of killing Jesus, the anointed one, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, repent and pray to God. That No, he didn't actually say that, did he? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. He didn't tell them to repent and pray. He said, repent and be baptized. In Acts chapter 2, verse 47, after about 3,000 had done that, from verse 44, the Lord added to the church those that were being saved. And so the ones that were had a problem of sin, of killing Jesus, he's told them what to do, to have those sins forgiven. And they did it, and the Lord added them to the church. In Galatians chapter 3, in verses 26 and 27, For you are all sons of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as, as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. If you've not been baptized into Christ, you're not clothed with Christ, I think the New American Standard says. You've not been in the body. God has not added you to the church. The sins of Acts 2.38 are not forgiven. Can't praise him properly if we're not in total subjection to him, total agreement with him. And so that's what we're supposed to do. We're going to sing a song here in just a moment. Again, to make us think about him. And if you need to respond to the gospel, if your sins are not washed away, why don't you come and make it right while we sing this song?